a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. Mr Speaker, let's go. All right, that's right, it's that time. It's 8.30 on a Friday morning. That means it's time for politics. It's just myself and John this morning. Morina, John Moore. Marakoto. Get your face Just the two of us. Just the two of us. We can make it. We can. We can. If we try. Let's not try. Um, No, I want to try. Man, I wish we were talking about um, Tucker. Did you see Tucker Carlson's um, absolute meltdown? Ah, yes. Yes, on Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, that wasn't screened. Dutch economist. Historian. Historian. Yeah, he's an economic historian. uh, He was the one that went to Davos and spoke some truth. And then he went on to Fox and... (laughs) Spoke some more truth. It was amazing. It was. Um, but I mean, it, it, but it shouldn't be amazing. No. It should just be the thing. Like I mean, just call them out. You just mm. call them out for what they are. Mm. It was great. Mm. Um, but we well, first we're going to talk about the tax working group. They delivered a report yesterday, and um, all anyone cares about is one part of the report. Of course, it's not Indeed. all capital gains tax, um, but everybody's all about uh, what's happening with capital gains. Will it come in? Will it not? What will it be? Uh, it seems they've dangled a bit of a carrot uh, with with the capital gains tax, tax mm. almost like a tax swap. Mm. Um, yeah, but I mean, it really isn't all the CGT, um, is it? Well, it's the capital gains tax is certainly the main part of these tax recommendations, and uh, if, if the government was not to bring in any of the recommendations over capital gains tax, then really um, the, the, the recommendations would be, the whole process would have been pretty useless, uh, because that is at the heart of uh, what Michael Cullen's group is proposing. Now, on the right, of course, um, on the right, uh, people are decrying any concept of capital gains tax as a bogeyman that will destroy civilization as we know it, and as the National Party has said, will destroy the New Zealand way of life. On the left, uh, a number of people are proposing the capital gains tax as an answer to all our solutions, a way of uh, to deal with inequality, child poverty, uh, unaffordable housing, etc. And I think both sides are essentially speaking bollocks. Uh-huh. Um, National has already brought in a capital gains tax uh, under the key government. They didn't give it that name, but uh, if a house was sold within two years mm. for profit, it can be taxed. Uh, that's been increased to five years now under this administration. So um, clearly National not, is not inherently against a capital gains tax because they implemented one partially. Um, and then the left's claims that this is the answer to our, all our problems. Well, um, lots of countries, if not the majority of Western countries, have some form of capital gains tax. And, and still have mass inequality, po- poverty, uh, declining uh, wages in real terms, uh, a, a housing crisis, etc., etc., and all these countries that do have capital gains tax. So it's definitely not the answer. Uh, would it le- lead to some more equality? Um, in theory, yes, and that it would be uh, taxing, taxing people on profits that are currently not 
text. Mm. Um, so certainly, but there's so many loopholes. And as Gareth Morgan, formerly the leader of TOP, has said, uh, with Labor's and the Greens' proposals on capital gains, there's so many loopholes uh, that smart, rich people will be able to avoid paying uh, very much at all. Yeah, I mean, there's loopholes everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, the one way to get rid of a loophole is to have capital gains on all properties, including personal homes, because what rich people can do is they can buy a number of properties but put it under family names. Yeah, that's right. It, family trust has always been that great yeah. little, you or know, just that individual great family names. Yeah. So, your, uh, let's oh, say your okay. parents yeah. uh, buy several properties; they put one that one of them under your name, this is Timmy's under other siblings' yeah, names, Sally's under house. cousin names, mm. and and then um, capital gains doesn't apply uh, under this proposed capital. Text. My uncle better not put a house under my name because then it's my house. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keeping it. Hey, your problem, not mine. Um, yeah, you, but you're right. I mean, Denmark has a top marginal uh, capital gains rate of 42%. Mm. Yeah, and that's probably one of the highest in the world. And France is at 40, uh, 34, and their equality, inequality in France, obviously, um, with some of the later the things we've seen over in France recently. Mm. Uh, is, you know... Yeah, it, again, it points to, one, capital gains tax are not particularly radical. Mm. Most countries have them, including New Zealand, uh, to a degree, and two, they're, they're, they're not the answer to questions of inequality and poverty. It will bring in, um, certainly... Um, um, more money to the government, apparently uh, $8 billion, uh, over a number of years. Um, if this proposal for capital gains is brought in, uh, but nonetheless, if Gareth, Gareth Morgan, I think he's one of the most astute critics, and he's certainly not coming from the left, uh, he's coming from a more sort of radical centrist position, he says, well, you need to tax, uh, tax wealth. Yeah. Uh, and, and this capital gains tax only applies when you sell a property or make profits from the sale of a property or shares or investments, etc., and not with your personal home. And mm. in, in, in most ca- cases, people's wealth has massively, massively increased because of their primary asset, their personal home, and that won't be taxed. Oh, I think that's pretty fair, though. But again, I mean... Uh, I mean, your personal home's not exactly an investment uh, property. It's your house that you live in. But the argument is, if someone's got a house worth, let's say, $10 million, yeah. uh, and another person's got a house worth half a million dollars, uh, there's inequality there, economic inequality there. Uh, a capital gains tax, or even personal uh, taxes, uh, pay-as-you-earn taxes, won't... Uh, won't deal with that inequality no, at all. A no. wealth tax would. It's a pretty blunt instrument. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, just have a higher tax rate at the higher end. But again, a lot of um, people who are in businesses have trusts. They they can avoid uh, paying any personal yeah, well, tax you, because they don't necessarily, in theory, earn any. Well, income. this is the thing. You've got to stamp down on tax avoid- avoidance. Mm. I mean, if we ta- if we if we stamp down on that, we wouldn't have to even bring in it capital gains tax. Mm. If we got all the money that was supposed to, supposed to be paid, mm-hmm. we'd be sitting pretty, wouldn't we? Yes. The danger of that is and um, is is capital flight. So um, th- this is the uh, the huge problem for governments throughout the world who do seriously want to deal with issues of inequality and tax avoidance. If they're the first ones to do it, to really t- crack down on tax avoidance and these um, these countries such as the Cook Islands or various Caribbean countries that act as uh, tax paradises, yeah. uh, where, where uh, people shift their, their profits so they're not touchable, um, 
the first countries to do that are going to witness capital flight and uh, capital strikes, where um, where they are where businesses decide to hurt those governments to teach them a lesson for implementing such rules. And, and I think that's one of the reasons why countries throughout the world are very reluctant to crack down on all these loopholes and, um, and all these cases of um, untaxable profits. Yeah, well, I mean, couldn't you just bring in something like any money earned in New Zealand has to essentially, any, you know, anything has to stay in New Zealand for a certain amount of time. Mm, mm. And I guess the governments are trying to do that in regards to um, um, internet profits, profits or profits that are made in the, the e-industry yeah. and, and uh, with multinationals, you know, cracking down, uh, setting a flat tax rate on um, on profits um, that, that are essentially made in New Zealand. So, yeah, there certainly are ways for governments to, to increase the tax intake and make it more progressive in terms of richer people and corporations paying proportionally more. Mm. Um, but no government in the West is really doing it no. at the moment. Um, does the t- does this whole we're going to give you tax cuts off the back of the um, capital gains tax? You know, d- is that a big enough carrot? Uh, um, f- because you know, majority of the country, from a couple of polls I've seen mm. recently, are against it. I mean, polls, polls. Yeah. Um, but you know, an average of fifteen dollars a week saved for mo- for families across the board or per, per mm. income earner. Um, is that enough of a carrot? Do you well, think it's that will make the threshold it? would go up? Yeah, uh, uh, but do you think that's you know does it make it more palatable for for the general public? It would make it more palatable if if people can understand because uh, obviously taxes are very complex. But if they can understand that in terms of their personal tax paid, uh, that will uh, decrease. Yeah. Um, overall, well, as soon as you just say you get a tax cut out of this, people will understand. I'll get more money in my back pocket. Yes, but on, on the other side, uh, especially National and ACT, and maybe even New Zealand First will push the idea that uh, really this is going to hurt ordinary New Zealanders. Um, uh, and it's true, however, a lot of New Zealanders have holiday homes, for example, yeah. um, it, which aren't worth very much. Um, you know, have a batch or a crib, um, something that could be taxed. Um, because of the lack of tax on um, various areas such as... Um, um, investing in housing uh, a lot of people for their retirement have invested in property as their uh, cash egg yeah. uh, and um, they haven't done that dishonestly, they've done that because that's the, the best area to invest in because of the the lack of tax on those properties and suddenly they're going to be hurt and um, and and as those people are heading towards retirement, mm. a lower um, uh, on tax on personal income isn't really going to resonate with them. Yeah, yeah. I mean that kind of you know. But you, people are always going to be sorry. I mean, but for any policy or progressive policy or anything mm. like that, including what we have to do about climate change, is always going to be innocent bystanders mm. or people that are hurt. There's always going to be people that now have properties now that didn't have them, you know, there was no capital gains tax beforehand and now that comes in and they are going to lose out. Mm. Uh, But then going forward, everybody knows it's there. Yeah, that's true, Um, but uh, you need to get, uh, when it comes down to it, you need to get the numbers in Parliament to pass this tax. And uh, with all the concerns around the capital gains tax, it's looking very doubtful that what's been proposed by this tax working group will actually be voted for by a majority yeah, of MPs. Yeah, and it's New Zealand first. 
yeah. New Zealand First are going to uh, water down this proposed capital gains tax yeah. to such a degree that quite possibly it's, it's not much of a change at all. Yeah, I think they'll just rally back the rate and, you know, and that whole tax cut's not going to be enough for them either. You know, or they're going to have the winny blues. Well, everything that uh, yeah, everything that Winston Peters has said has shown opposition. Yeah, uh, to wow. any move towards a capital gains tax, and, and his base is amongst uh, older people, retirees, small business people who who will possibly be the people who are the most hurt from a mm. capital gains tax. So, I don't know how Labor's going to get and the Greens are going to convince New Zealand First to vote for what they want in terms of capital gains tax, but they're going to have to give a lot to, yeah. to, to get back from New Zealand First. That's true. Um, is it political suicide for the Labour? For, for Labour? Do you think if it, they do bring it in, if something does happen, will there be a one-term government? Well, they wouldn't bring it in un- until after the next election. Well, it wouldn't be... It would uh, be brought in before, but it won't come into effect. legislation, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be uh, political suicide. If, if um, but let's not let's not forget that the right and centrists aren't united on this point. So the Reserve Bank has been pushing for a capital gains tax, um, um, and and various right wing economists see it as a very sensible tax. Although they tend to propose, possibly ironically, that it should also be on. Um, um, on all homes, regardless yeah, of it, yeah. uh, just because it, once you make it up for a second home or third home, then then it suddenly becomes harder to implement, harder harder to police, um, and, and, and as we said, rich people can find lots of ways to uh, uh, make it appear as though um, uh, they only own one home, one mm. property. Mm. Oh, one thing we forgot, ma- forgot to point out, and, and it was actually quite important to the story, is the fact that the calculations on gains would not be retrospective. So tax would be applied to gains only made after April, tw- yes. April 2021. Yep. So any profits that you've made now, uh, up touched. until that point, won't be touched. So that it would actually... That, that, mm. yeah, Except I, I for the, the capital gains tax, that does actually already exist. Yes, yes. I mean, but that one was kind of brought in better, um, well, under the guise of, you know, uh, foreign property speculators coming in, mm. flipping houses. Mm. And People who are clearly well. buying houses yeah. for profit interest yeah, and at the flicking t- it off in a couple of years and at the time um, with the skyrocketing Auckland house prices I mean that was quite a lucrative business mm. I mean you could flip a house in two weeks and make a couple of hundred grand yes, yes. you know or a was, couple of days in yeah, some well, yeah that's right and, and a lot of it was actually quite dodgy mm. quite a few real estate agents uh, got caught out oh, I see okay yes yes, yes. Um, yeah it's going to be interesting with the farm as well Mm. What happens to people's farms? Um, you know, rural um, voters won't be too happy. I mean, most of them are already national voters anyway, let's be mm. honest about it. But um, it's not going to make anything really endearing to them. But, um, but people are very aware that uh, agriculture is central to our economy, especially in terms of exports. Uh, and if, if farmers kick up a stink and lobby hard, uh, then people might become concerned that um, a, a major part of our economy is going to be hurt. Uh, yes. So, so uh, that propaganda from the farming sector could be quite effective. Even though farmers make up a minute percentage of the population... Um, they've got a very strong voice. Yes, but they've all, got a very strong voice. also lost a lot of the public faith in the last few years as well um, when you think about um, effluent runoff and, mm. and what's happening to our rivers and, and stuff like that. So 
I mean, the tide may be turning on public uh, sympathy for, for farmers anyway. Yes, uh, organisations like Federated Farmers certainly need to be careful uh, in that if they uh, push their self, if they're seen to be acting in a selfish and self-interested way, then yeah, you're right, it could cause a backlash, mm, a further mm. backlash. What, what else is in here other than the capital gains? Um, you know, they're saying better tax benefits for Kiwi saver, Kiwi savers on low and middle income, you know. Yeah, uh, and again, uh, increasing the bottom taxation threshold from 14000 a year to between 20000 and 22500 So I think that's one of the big reforms that is um, proposed, uh, which could yeah, lead to another $15, $16 a week in people's pockets, yes. um, which yeah, uh, might not sound a lot, but when you're scraping by uh, and spending your income every week, and at the end oh, of the week you've got no money in your bank account. 15 bucks is heaps. Yeah. Um, so I think that's... Uh, uh, yes, that's a counterweight to any sort of negative perceptions about the capital gains tax. No, no progressive company tax. Well, this Labour government is, is incredibly hesitant, if not uh, completely ruling out any idea of increasing personal income tax, uh, making it more progressive, so people on, on top incomes pay proportionally more, and it's very much against increasing uh, corporate tax. Um, and overall, with its budgetary responsibility rules, it's against the idea of actually massively increasing the tax intake overall. So mm. that's why it's cutting back in some areas in terms of tax collection and yeah. increasing tax in others. So um, generally this government's economic economic policies in many ways are very conservative and centrist, even though it's got very aspirational goals. Mm. Alright, let's move on to what's happening in the democratic race in the United States. We don't need to talk about the Republican race because there's no race. Um, but Bernie's back. Yes. You've got Bernie, um, other high profiles, Elizabeth Warren, of course. Mm -hmm. um, Joe Biden is tipped to put his hat in the ring. Uh, and there are many, many more. You've got Cory Booker, um, who was former mayor of Newmark and is the senator for New Jersey. Yeah. Um, you've got the representative from Hawaii, um, Tulsi Garbutt, who's uh, made a few waves in the Democratic uh, mm. Party uh, lately, for the last few years. Uh, and there's, there's many, many more. Um, yeah, is, but uh, really... There's Hillary Clinton in the background. Well, Who knows yeah, what she's going to do? There is, but, you know, there certainly is at this point in time three uh, big names. Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, Elizabeth Warren, certainly. And she she's the biggest competition for Bernie Sanders and that she's seen very much on the, on the left in a progressive Democrat. So when people use this... Uh, terms are a bit funny how they're used in America. When people talk about progressive Democrats, they're talking about Democrats who are economically and socially more to the left, as opposed to, say, more centrist or conservative Democrats. Um, so Elizabeth Warren is definitely seen as a progressive Democrat. Joe Biden, more of a centrist, but he's got that oh. huge profile. profile. He's previously being the vice he's president. A friend of Wall Street, that man. Yes, and... Um, yeah, and he, he, he voted for um, uh, the Iraq War. Mm. Uh, he helped implement um, draconian um, uh, crime and punishment laws, uh, which which led to mass incarceration, which he's actually apologised for. Um, uh, another rising star is uh, Kamala Harris from California, um, uh, of Jamaican and Tamil Indian descent. Uh, she's a former prosecutor. She's generally seen as progressive and to the left. But uh, what could hurt her was that she was quite a tough 
prosecutor, even advocating that um, uh, parents who kids wag school too much should actually be imprisoned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that, that could, that, on the other hand, um, that could uh, play out quite well for her, in that she's not seen as a wishy-washy liberal on, um, on crime issues and social issues, that she's prepared to get tough. Um, so that could be uh, uh, a plus for her as well as a negative. But a lot of these people are really unknowns and are only known within the, the Washington Beltway. Oh, yeah, uh, but I mean, so often these people stand just to increase their profile. Obama was very unknown. That's true, that's true. Uh, but he had a lot going for him. Uh, and, um, and he had, over many years, been building up a support base. Um, but yep, you're right. Uh, people can come out of uh, left field, and um, and there's other names like um, um, Oprah Winfrey could be a candidate. Mm, uh, Michael Bloomberg, yes, the eleventh richest man in the world, former yes. mayor of um, New York. Mm. Yeah, uh, is it also expressed interest? Um, yes. Yeah, be interesting. So it's a very crowded field. Um, uh, but I think at the moment, yeah, we're definitely looking at Elizabeth Warren, Joe Biden, uh, Biden, sorry, Kamala Harris, and of course Bernie Sanders as the main contenders. And yes, let's not forget uh, Hillary Clinton, who, she, who really does want to be president. She of the does, United States. but like, I mean, that's just sickening now, though, isn't it? Well, the question, I, I mean, know, before in the last primaries, the Clintons were one of the main groups or main uh, couples that controlled the Democrat Party. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they had the support of Obama, they had the support of Biden, and they had the support of the uh, Democrat Party establishment. So it was all in their favour. But with Hillary Clinton's loss to um, to uh, Trump, the argument is now that the, the Democrats are really leaderless. Uh, that, that there's no... Um, that the Clintons don't have the weight that they had before um, uh, because they failed uh, yeah. to, to beat um, Trump. Um, so there's no reason why a more ostensibly anti-establishment figure um, couldn't couldn't become the, the candidate for president for the Democrats party. So that could be Elizabeth Warren, that could be uh, Bernie Sanders. It could be. Could very well be. And quickly, um, let's talk about the last story we've got this morning. Uh, ISIS uh, fighters and ISIS brides and mm. people that um, have, have left uh, their home nations, uh, you know, be those nations, uh, adopted nations that became citizens of mm. uh, as children, or uh, maybe they just came from there. We look at the Australian doctor mm. uh, who went off and became the face, one of the faces oh, yes. of ISIS, you know. Like, uh, and, and a and, number uh, of New Zealanders yes, that we don't yes. really know about. Mm. New Zealand security forces know about them, but yes, yeah, yes names right. haven't been named. Um, but anyway, the, the, you know, uh, the caliphate is uh, almost crushed. Well, mm. you know, who kn- who really knows? Mm. Um, but the last stronghold is, is falling um, from what we can see on our television screens and through the internet. Um, so a lot of these people are saying they want to come home now. Mm. Uh, we see in the case of um, the young woman from Britain uh, and another one that Trump was tweeting about this morning. Uh, and the US government has just denied mm. uh, re-entrance for that American citizen, I've forgotten her name as well. Uh, Hoda Mutana. Um, yes. Yeah, these, these nations, especially if uh, they, these people hold dual citizenship, uh, being said, well, you mm. don't have citizenship of our nation now. Britain's come out and said that they won't make people uh, nationless. 
um, you know, so if they are, are only British citizens, mm-hmm. they see themselves as having no choice but to let them come back. Well, certainly was the case with Shamima Begum, who is a British citizen, was born in Britain and doesn't hold citizenship or any other country. Um, uh, I don't know if Britain's going to change or has already changed their stance on her, but initially they came out and said that uh, they had taken um, her citizenship away from her on the basis that she could apply for Bangladeshi uh, citizenship um, because her parents were born in Bangladesh. Bangladesh doesn't want to touch her, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'd say quite rightly so. They've got problems with their own jihadist terrorists in Bangladesh and they really want more. Um, I have no sympathy for these ISIS figures, um, none at all. No, uh, not even the, the young, you know, young girls that have been uh, I think manipulated, that, perhaps. Shamima Begum made a conscious choice to to um, uh, go to um, Assyria and join ISIS. She was um, um, she claimed at the time she was quite attracted by the video she had seen of beheadings and extreme violence. Um, she now claims she was uh, more uh, enticed by the, the the family scenes that uh, ISIS was showing on their videos. Uh, but yeah, I have I have absolutely no sympathy for these figures. It's equivalent of 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 a a, a white teenager going over to join a fascist group uh, and, and engaging in hate crimes, say, against Jews or black people, etc. But I think it's very dangerous to deny people their citizenship. There should be due process. Uh, if, the, if she's committed a crime, when she comes back to Britain, she should be arrested and charged and, and, and go to court and, and, and face the consequences. Mm. But if it can't be proved that she committed any crime, then bad well, luck. The, well, the crime was joining ISIS itself. Yeah, so that I think that's another to actually make it a crime full stop to join a foreign organisation or to engage in a, a foreign conflict I think is really dangerous as well. We can think back to the Spanish Civil War where many progressive people, uh, um, working class people, socialists went over to fight the fascists. Oh, in, had, in Spain, you had Americans joining the air force in World War Two in both Asia and in Europe. Mm. And you also had the uh, you've had the recent case of people going over to Syria to actually fight ISIS to support the Kurds. Yes. Uh, a lot of those people have been arrested as well because you have these blanket rules against uh, uh, joining a foreign struggle which your country isn't engaged in. So that's the problem with these, that they have a chilling effect so overall. Just join the but again, I have no sympathy for these ISIS figures. I think they're uh, the lowest of the low. All right. All right. Hey, thank you so much for that, John that's Moore. Okay. See you again Monday morning. That was a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.